Higher Things thanks you for your support. Please continue to support the work we do with youth by going to our website at higherthings.org, clicking on support and donating securely through PayPal. Your gift helps us in our mission to support pastors, youth workers, and parents in daring our church's youth to be Lutheran. Hello and welcome to the Gospel Boldly Podcast, where we confess with St. John that these things are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We are your hosts. I'm Thomas Lemke. And I'm Pastor Eric Brown. And we are, well, we're going back to the first council today. We're, we're in the middle of the Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter 15, and, and we really kind of technically finished off the main chunk of the council but I want to get the ball rolling again back at, at verse 19. So we'll we'll dive in there when we, we get going. Any other just thoughts about life, the universe, and or anything before we, we dive into the scriptures today, Thomas? No, nothing that takes precedence, I think. I, I do have one. Oh, okay. I I, uh, I actually had this past weekend off, uh-huh. and I, I took my son out for his sixth birthday, and we went to Medieval Times. Oh, Thomas, nice. do you know what Medieval Times is? Um... Isn't it like a restaurant where you get to watch jousting and stuff in the middle? Yes. And I thought of you when we were there because there is the the one character there who is basically the the announcer, the, the king servant. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Thomas could totally do this job. Nice. Do you know how to ride a horse? <laughs> I've not done that in many years. No. Okay. So so if you learn to ride a horse and want to move to Dallas, you could beat up the person who is the the that actor there and take his job. So, nice. So Excellent. If, if any of you think, if any of you it. who listen are are involved with running Medieval Times, my son had a great job. But also, you should like double the pay of that spot and hire Thomas. So <laughs> there, there we go. I'll take it. So, um, all right. But that's fun. Yeah. Did they have a good time? They they did. He got a he got a sword and he got knighted by the king. See, he will remember and, that. And my my wife put up a video on Facebook of of the knighting ceremony. Maybe I should should share it on the uh, the Gospel Boldly podcast when this episode comes out. And I think you should. It, it it it's hilarious and terrible. So let's get to that. <clears throat> even better, even better than than dinner at medieval times where they have jousting and sword fighting is. The word of the Lord. So let's go look at Acts, Acts chapter 15, verse 19. If you would read 19 through 21. Okay. Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols, and from sexual immorality, and from what has been strangled, and from blood. For from ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him. For he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. All right. So the big debate is what what happens? Are we going to let these Gentiles just simply be Christians, or do they have to convert to Judaism with all its rules and regulations first? Mm-hmm. Do they have to get circumcised? And so the solution, the thing is, no, we can't make them convert. But we should write to them for four things. There were four points of emphasis that they, they, they want the Gentiles to kind of hang out with. And what are those four things? 
Well, in, in the order presented here, uh, things polluted by idols are not to be had. Uh, sexual what immorality. What would that be? Wait, wait, what would polluted by idols be? Uh, things ostensibly sacrificed to idols, like foreign gods, divinities, and, and pagan yeah, rituals yeah. and things along those lines. Don't, don't try, try to avoid the meat sacrificed to idols. All right. What's the second one? Second one, uh, as listed here, is from sexual immorality. All right. Sexual stuff. Third. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that have been strangled. Strangled. Can't and then fourth. Uh, blood. Can't do the blood. Again, so three of them are dietary ones, sort of, that, that relate to the dietary things. Um, quick question, Thomas. Do that, does that end up holding out throughout later on into the history of the church? No, not per, I mean, the sexual immorality certainly does. I mean, we have a, we have a commandment well, that well, uh, well, yeah. goes over that. But, but the other ones were things that they were like, okay, just, just to, to make things peaceful, don't do the sacrifice to idol meat. No, don't do that. Don't, right. don't eat things that are strangled. Cause again, that's not kosher. That's not a kosher way to kill. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't eat the stuff, with the blood in it. That, so a lot of it is. Their, their solution here is these are the things that, that are really going to freak out your, your, your Jewish brothers in the church. <clears throat> so don't do it. Now, this is from a position of love. Don't, don't engage in things that are going to weird out your Jewish community. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and now, two, oh, go ahead. But one of them is definitely not like the others. Yeah. And that is... <laughs> Is the sexual stuff. And again, that's more, I think, a point of emphasis. Remember, uh, yeah, you're you're free, but we, we, we do have a code of ethics in, 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 in the church as God's people that, that, that says things about sex that do not align with, with the, the current mores of society. And so, yeah, keep, keep a, a type shit there. That was one of the things that I was talking with my, my confirmation class today. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about the sixth commandment. There you go. And... And it was actually brought up. One of the students said, "Well, what, what if uh, on on homosexuality and stuff? What if God's changing His mind now?" And I pointed out, "Well, first of all, no. We go on the basis of the Word. Oh, I, I feel this, so God must be changing His mind. Doesn't work, right? But but also the point. Well, no. It's not as though homosexuality has just been discovered. You had all sorts of weird sexual relations back in in Roman culture and Greek culture, and." That's what this is referring to. It's like, no, remember, we're not, we, we have our, 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 our sexual standards that we hold to, you know, one man, one woman. All right. That, that's the ideal. Uh, hey, Timothy, uh, if you, if you appoint a pastor, let him be the, the, we translate husband of one wife. It's literally a, a one woman man, which I think is really much more entertaining, but it gets to the point. No, we, we do have some sexual mores that we, that we expect you to follow. And, there are some cultural things that are just going to freak them out. So, like, don't don't eat a strangled cheeseburger or something like that because that'll just like <laughs> no too much. All right. Right. So. Now, see, for me, this text brings out memories. <clears throat> I guess it's got a, a special place in my heart because, as you know, listeners won't, but they will as soon as I finish saying this. That I used to date a uh, Messianic Jewish, as they were titled themselves, uh, girl, who believed that uh, all of the Jewish laws in the Old Testament were to be kept by Christians of today or those who you know, claim Christ as Messiah, as she may have said it, or claims Mashiach, as she might have said it, but irrelevant. 
So, so this text specifically laying the smackdown, so to speak, on that entire idea was a common point of discussion for us. And specifically, the line uh, that she took issue with was where James says, For from ancient generations Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. Her interpretation of this was, well, see, so, so these Gentiles would be going to synagogue and would be learning the rest of the law there. And this is just a starter pack, so to speak. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, that, that was all to say. The reality is, and I find this very interesting uh, from a perspective of just looking into James's mind here, all of these, we'll call them laws, all of these prohibitions that he gives to the Gentiles here are found in Leviticus specifically under the headings of uh, times when God says, uh, you shall say to the house of Israel and the strangers who sojourn among them. Right. So in, in Leviticus, all of these commands in, in 17 and 18, chapter 17 and 18, huh. are given to not just Israelites. Most of the commands, as we know, were given to the house of Israel. Say to Aaron and his sons and the house of Israel, don't do these things, do do these things. Mm-hmm. But there were specific commands, these four, that were given where the, the mention was added. You shall not do these things, nor shall the sojourner who lives among you. So James takes a look back into the Old Testament, I, I think mentally here, he, I, he would obviously know it very well, and go, well, you know what? The sojourner who lives among you uh, had to follow these prohibitions back then. So too will we follow them here. And that'll be good enough, just as it was good enough for our ancestors of old and always has been. And you know what? That'll be good enough for the Pharisees because from ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him for he's read every Sabbath in the synagogues. In other words, this isn't a starter pack. This is how we've always treated the sojourner, the Gentile among us. Same here. This should be the acceptable compromise that we should, or not even compromise, but the acceptable thing that we should all be able to agree upon. Right. That that this should not be a bridge too far for the Gentiles. It should not be a, a painful tax upon them. And it should not be something that goes beyond what what we who are of Jewish background, because th- this is the way that it has been. So this should be the harmonious way that we should be able to settle this. Mm-hmm. That yeah, the, they're they're of the church, but they don't. They can be the strangers among us, who are Jews. But the us is now bigger than just the Jewish people. It is right Jew and Gentile together. This should this should work for harmony. All right. Perfect. Again, it it's. I like it. It, it, it. It's pretty well done. Although, uh, just as a question, uh, are, are the Judaizers or the are the fair, hyper Pharisaical people going to be content with just this this line? <laughs> well, let me put it this way: Paul hasn't been to Galatia yet. We'll get that here coming up in the next chapter. And when he writes his right. letter to the Galatians, having after having visited them, this is still an issue. So right. the answer to your question is. Well, find right. it in what I just said. So, all right. Well, let, speaking of letters, let's read the council's letter to Gentile believers. Okay. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of Uh, who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, Cilicia rather. Greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instructions, it has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. 
men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. Okay, note how beautiful and simple and sweet that is. Hey, people who didn't bother you, he, here's the standards. You hit it, you'll hear it from Paul, you'll hear it from Judas and Silas. So look at that. You've got two or three witnesses two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. You've got the letter, you've got Paul and, and Barnabas, and then you've got Judas and Silas. So it's multiple sets of multiple witnesses. Ah, it's beautiful. It should be set in stone. This is this is rock solid. This is what we want. And hey. This should be good. We love you guys. Hang out. Do well. Grow in the faith. Be great. Farewell. There you go. Doesn't belabor to the point. To the point. Yeah. This sh- thing should be peaceful after this, right? <laughs> you would right. think. You'd hope. Uh, well, so they would hope. It seemed good to us in the Holy Spirit. That sounds good. All right. And yet, we'll see how it goes. So. Um, any other thoughts there on that before we go to break? As a matter of fact, yes, just because this this has been my wheelhouse, or it was at one point in time. I, I note a while ago that I said uh, I see the inside of James' mind a little bit when he when he initially comes to this conclusion. In the letter, the ordering of the, the prohibitions is actually different. And I think what I see, at least, is James is calling these things to mind, you know, offhand. And then when they actually write the letter, well, let's lay them out in the same order that they are in Leviticus in the actual letter itself. Okay. We're going to get to that a little bit more after we get back from the break and we get to the backwards life. All right. Sounds good. Let's let's. All right. Well, we will come back in just a bit and you know what? I'm going to change things up in the backwards life. All right. So get ready for it. And Thomas's eyes just got big and wide over the sky. (laughs) You could not, now you can hear him laugh. We'll, we'll come back to something fun on the gospel boldly podcast. And welcome back to the Gospel Bully Podcast. And we are now at the part of the show that we call the Backwards Life, where where normally Thomas will ask me a question about some <laughs> idea that's thrown out, and I'll come to go at it a backwards way. But we're gonna the backwards segment this time will be that I'm gonna ask Thomas a question. Now I, I am backwards. gonna truly <clears throat> I, I am gonna brag on Thomas a little bit, and he'll be all kind of bashful and shy because of this. Thomas has several areas of knowledge where I will freely admit that he surpasses me, especially in dealing with the, uh, he just kind of rolled his eyes. And so, <laughs> but, but in dealing with, with Unitarians and Jehovah's witnesses and things like that, and, and weird messianic custom type things like that, he, he's had more experience with it than I have. So I, I, I am glad of his expertise. Um, so I'm going to ask the question and let him riff on it. See if I can get the sound of a big old gulp to collect right. on this microphone here. Oh. No, ser- seriously, the way the way Thomas was elected elder at how old were you? Twenty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses came through the town of Lahoma, and he basically said, "Can I teach a Bible study on on how you handle this? Because I've dealt with them." Okay, fine, I'll let you take Bible study. That <laughs> and then the that that Sunday or the next Sunday was when they were electing elder, and they're like, "Let's elect the kid who." takes over Bible studying can teach. So that, so <laughs> never realized that's how it happened. That's, that's news to me. Yeah. Well, that's, 
yeah, that's they didn't just say, oh, let's do the new kid. No, it, I figured that, you just you, didn't have any other volunteers, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? No, you impressed the tar out of folks at Bible study. Oh, that's good so, to hear. All right. So now, now that he's all embarrassed and such like that, here's the question I'll put to you. All right. So we have four things on this list. Mm-hmm. We have sacrificed idols or with blood or from what has been strangled and then sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know what? We, we are enlightened 21st century people. And, and we have since this time, I mean, we don't, we, we don't worry about the, the dietary laws. We, we're, the Germans don't have to worry about their blood sausage. Uh, we, we're, we're not worried about being kosher. If those are gone too, why, Thomas, shouldn't we assume that, that, that sexual immorality, the, 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 the standards of, of Jewish morality no longer apply, that we should, we should just, we shouldn't lay a burden on people to go against the, the sexual mores of society today. Okay. Well, I, I think the first thing you have to understand when you look at, at Jewish Old Testament law is, and it's, it's even said, maybe not in these words, but, but stated over and over again, implicitly that these laws are given to set the Jewish people apart. So that's the first thing. So all these dietary laws and things along these lines. Um, beyond that, and I'm going to take longer to collect my thoughts on these things since... <laughs> I'm not as used to being on the, the dais as it, as it were. Isn't it kind of fun? It, yeah, it's it's enjoyable. Okay, okay. Um, so, so anyway, so that's first. The other thing I would note is when sexual issues are brought up in the Old Testament, um, they are never talked about as specific to the Jewish people. Um, you'll have things like uh, the dietary laws. You know, these things are given to you. Um, and I can't even remember the exact wording off the cuff. If I'd known it was coming, I might have been able to look it up. But But people read Leviticus. I mean, goodness gracious. It seems boring until you actually realize what it's for. And it's actually quite cool. Setting up a society is really what it is. But when, when sexual issues are brought up, oftentimes the note is added, or at least in, in one or two places, the note is added that these abominable practices were the reason that the people who were living in Canaan are being vomited out, that, that the Lord is allowing them to be wiped out by the Israelites. So there's this idea that's implicit here that uh, these sexual laws are given to all of mankind. Beyond that, we know from, and I hate to use the, the term natural law because I, I think it's been corrupted in the way it's spoken about, uh, but, but you do see throughout all cultures how um, the law of God has been placed in some respects on the heart of man uh, such that legal codes reflected this, that, and the other way. I'm kind of floundering here. Can you can you uh, okay, okay. can you tell? Well, 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 I think I got it, but <laughs> I'm like working into there's so many things. I want to hit this element, and then well, if I go down that track, then I need some citations, and I don't have them on top of my head. <laughs> and if I do this, I'm very citation heavy. This is me building sympathy for me for for future uh, backwards <laughs> life segments. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll throw you some curveballs for a couple here <laughs> until this wears off. All right. Let, let me let me go up on this idea of being set apart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's one area that that does come up because we acknowledge that as Christians we are to be in the world but not of the world. Right. So so anytime when the the idea becomes well we should just live according to the world standards that can become a little bit dicey. That that's one that that 
So I, I, I really do think the idea of being set apart is a good one. But then also there's that thing of we don't want to we don't want to add undue burdens. Mm-hmm. Part of the Jewish set apartness was yeah you were supposed to stick out like a sore thumb. All right, hey everyone around you eats pork, but you're not going to. And yeah, no no shellfish. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, the, their pagan neighbors did that. But that wasn't why God wiped out the pagans, wiped out the Canaanites. When he says, yeah, this is why I'm wiping out because all their crazy sexual stuff, that does let us know that it's not the, the, the swine is not the source of evil. <laughs> the, the swine is, I'm going to give you a quirk. Right. The, the sexual stuff is, no, that, that's something that is going on. It, it gets listed in with the, the, yeah, you don't murder. You, Right. Okay. James well, doesn't feel the need to say don't murder because that one was acknowledged. Okay, that, <laughs> that's, that's probably bad. Good point. But but it is a matter of okay. But just so you know, we we are including that that sexuality stuff. That's one where where Roman culture is kind of off the rails. They're at least outwardly above board on on things like murder. It's considered a crime. All right. Even though you like do stab Caesar and stuff like that and all that type of, <laughs> but, but, but even, even the Romans know, okay, this is bad. They're not acknowledging that nearly as much with, with their sexual thing. They're, they're too, turning too open of a blind eye, if that makes sense. That's fair. Cause this is one thing where, where, yeah, Rome had the idea of, yes, we we're all about family values and support your family, but it was sort of do your deeds for the family. And then whatever else you want to do goes, it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not really acceptable, even though they have the nice little facade of this is the virtuous thing for the family. No, that's the virtuous thing for the family, and you shouldn't be running around outside of it. So, true, true. I, and, I, like, yeah. I like that. And yeah, I, I will add, since now I've had a moment to kind of collect and recollect uh, arguments that I, I used to depend upon and find a citation. Just let me read real quick from Leviticus 18, uh, 26 on. Uh, where it, it's just finished a, a list of sexual um, uh, sexual immorality examples, let us say. And then the Lord goes on, But you shall keep my statutes and my rules and do none of these abominations, either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. Hey, there it is. For the people of the land who were there before you did all of these abominations so that the land became unclean, lest the land vomit you out when you make it unclean, as it vomited out the nation that was before you. Uh, for everyone who does any of these abominations, the persons who do them shall be cut off from among their people. So keep my charge never to practice any of these abominable customs that were practiced before you and never to make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord, your God. So again, this is not a keep yourself separate issue. This is a man. <laughs> people who do this are perverted. <laughs> is, is eating is eating pork referred to as an abomination in Leviticus or is it just don't do this? Uh, Actually, yes, I believe it is referred to as an abomination, but I don't believe you have the extra, the, the added, the people the, that are there now are eating pigs and that's why right. they're getting, you know. The, um, the, it, it doesn't have the extra abominable explanation. Right. Or it, it might okay. also include abominable for you also. Some commands okay. do. It's, this is bad for you, which is where I say there's an implied, it's for the Jewish people to set them apart. The other thing oh. I will say, and this goes in with, with that element, is that... Um, for me, I see, and, and this has been recognized for a long time, that there is a progressing, progressingly higher standard as one approaches God. And you see this in the tabernacle and the temple construction, right? Where the, the closer you get to the most holy place, the more refined uh, metals and things are used, where by the time you get to the most holy place, it's, it's gold, it's solid gold stuff. Versus as you edge your way out, 
the metals become less and less precious. The materials become more and more fine as you enter in from the wood mm. that's used in the temple and the, the skins that are used in the tabernacle, et cetera, right? So, so there's this idea. So too, with people approaching God, only one guy can approach God in the most holy place. And even then only once a year, it's the high priest, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of that, the priests can minister inside the temple proper. Then further on beyond that, you can have uh, an increasingly wide array of people, if you will. Uh, you can have Jewish men. Uh, beyond that level of the court, you can have... Um, uh, Gentiles, women, etc., on the far outside, right? You don't get to enter into the increasingly, um, increasingly stricter barriers, mm -hmm. uh, because again, the closer you get to God, there's this it picture. The closer you get to God, the the finer and more refined things are. Well, in my view, it works similar uh, similarly with the laws and prohibitions that are given. And I'll give you an example, uh, Pastor. I, you have, I know you have because you've delivered eulogies for them, been in the same room as dead people, as have yes. I. I mean, I, I work in a hospital, goodness sakes, I've, I've probably been in the same room with dead people and not even known it once or twice. Usually you know it, but uh, for us, that's okay. For the high priest of a given year, you don't do that, even if yes. it's your close relative. Right. Well, okay, but think about the normal, regular uh Jew blow, Joe blow, Jew blow, my attentive play on words. Um, think about the, the regular Jew on the street. He can be in the same room as a dead body. Now, granted, it makes him unclean and he's got to wash and do this. But, but it, despite the ceremonial uncleanliness, he can do it. Right. Well, why can he do it? But the high priest can't do it. There's a gradation of, of legal requirements, even mm -hmm. among Jews of different classes. Uh, same thing with a Nazarite vow. You can't have anything that comes from a grapevine, for instance. Well, why right. can normal Jews drink wine? Jesus did. It's mm -hmm. because there's a gradation happening um, that I think shows a, another element, just like the materials in the temple construction uh, and the people that are allowed inside. It's just another element of purification as one approaches God. So that gives us another idea of there being a dividing line, if you will, between uh, Jewish piety and the things that they need to do or, or needed to do. Uh, and, and Gentiles at large, because there's, it's just like being in and out of the temple courts, but now the dividing line has been torn down. As Paul tells us, the temple curtains have been torn in two, et cetera. Gentiles are allowed into the sanctuary with everybody else. And that the former has passed away. Oh, that's what I'll end on. So there, there, there does remain a distinction between the Christian and the rest of the world, be in the world, but not of the world or, or what, what Joshua ends with, uh, do decide what you want to do, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The, so there, there, there still is a distinction. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I hold people in the church to higher standards than, than just the normal legal standards of the country. For sure. I mean, th well, think about the 10 commandments and, and I'll, I'll run this way. Uh, what, do, what is the, the seventh commandment? You shall not steal. What does it mean? We should, uh, Help! Ah, good night. I'm going to blow the butcher the command. There, you'll feel happy. But you have that that <laughs> negative. It's not just it's not just don't steal and take your neighbor's stuff, but help him protect and improve his possessions and income. We we have a higher standard. It's not just don't steal, but it, it's you know actually support your neighbor. Neighbor, do well with business. Mm -hmm. So we do as Christians end up holding a higher standard because we well, the, the standard we know is love your neighbor. 
love God, love your neighbor. And how do you do that? Uh, as God does perfectly. That That's the standard that we should strive for. So it, it's not one that we don't have standards, but again, it, it's not just a mindless jumping through hoops. It's not just to separate. It's show love to your neighbor and show love to well. And that means don't freak out your neighbor. So again, if I, if I have a bunch of Jewish people who come on over or, or someone who's converted from a faith where they've not done pork, I'm not going to serve them pork because right. it's going to freak them out. And also, oh yeah, I'm not going to be conformed to the way the world talks about sex. I'm not going to be conformed now. I'd, I'd guess now I'd say, don't, don't do abortions, even though that's considered acceptable in the world. Well, yeah, th- that applies. So does that kind of work? Sounds good. All right. Now, now, Thomas, that was yes. a long backwards life. Yeah. How are you doing? Are, are you, are you kind of tired? A little, little out of breath, but I'll, I'll catch it All during right. break. Well, we'll let them break and then we'll get back to where Thomas will be just comfortable doing the reading and hosting and, and following up. So, all works. right. Hey, this is your producer, Thomas. Just here to say we don't do enough with these breaks, but I'm going to do something about that right now to tell you that after Pastor and I did this segment, I decided to do a series on my blog on this subject about the law and Christians, because even though I'm a little rusty, I've done a lot of thinking about it over the years and have a lot to say about it. That said, that stuff can be found at www.thekaifiles.com slash laws. And that is spelled T-H-E-C-H-I-F-I-L-E-S dot com. Also, I should mention real quick, a plug for Pastor Brown's blog, which is at confessionalgadfly.blogspot.com. That's confessionalgadfly.blogspot.com, where you can find pastors, sermons, ruminations, and uh, other things that he's listed there over the years. Enjoy. And we're back on the Gospel Bully Podcast, where my co-host Thomas is now breathing a sigh of relief uh, yes. because we're, we're going to go back to the, the old normal thing. But but I will note, I mean, sometimes things can cause great partnerships to break up. And I think I think if I throw that curveball to him too many times, he might get angry and leave. But, but <laughs> that's not foreshadowing at all for anything. The backwards but, life but is let, our Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start reading again at at verse 30, if you would. Sure thing. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent—oh, go ahead. Now, this is one of the things— we spend a lot of time looking at that in terms of the instructions and this is what you need to do and stuff like that. But yet when they describe it, it gets described here as a, a book of encouragement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, they, they, they use that, that word twice. What do you, wh- why do you think that? Well, do you think that is a, a book, a good letter of encouragement? What makes that such a letter of encouragement? See, I'm, I'm going back to the interviewer. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking sure. something up myself. Well, I mean, I, I feel like some of it depends upon context. This letter is being delivered to people who have had their hearts troubled, as we heard earlier, by these additional demands given by the Pharisees. And now they've received this thing saying, you know what? 
Here's four things. Take care of this and you'll do well. It's not a take care of this and you'll be saved. It's not a take care of this for your salvation hinges on these things. And by the way, it's only a starter pack. It's just take care of these and you're going to be good. It's all going to be okay. Well, it's already, no, you were our brothers. We we get this. We love you already. Here's what, we, but it's not a, a hinge. It's here's where we're at and here's the reality. Exactly. You're, you're, you're part of us and, and it's, it's all good. Yeah. This, 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 this is how we like it. It's good. So it is, it is a, a letter of encouragement. I'm actually wanting to, to look up. It is. Ah, 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 ah. All right. <laughs> Why am I laughing? I don't and, know. And being happy. Oh, great. My thing just crashed. Oh, no. That's the worst possible <laughs> my, timing. My, my, my app just crashed. But what do you think that word of incur- that gets translated as encouragement is, Thomas? Oof. When you tell it to me, I'm going to be like, yep, that one's in my Greek vocabulary. But off top, I don't know. It is parakalase. No way. That's awesome. It is paraclete. It, it, it's it's that that great Holy Spirit word. It, it's that word of counsel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because again, it, it's this is one of the things that th- this word uh, parakalo is what Jesus calls the the Holy Spirit, but it gets translated all over the place. Sometimes it's I urge, I exhort, and and here they really do translate it well because this is not this is not the finger wagging exhortation, which really hardly ever is um but 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 no this this is yeah we, we we love you this is this is the holy spirit is giving doing good and wonderful things to you and that that's a great word so again this is this is look this is this is not we're beating you over the head with the stuff this is not we're wagging the finger this is look we're brothers in christ we're rejoicing in this together and hey here, here's some good stuff to remember and Enjoy the gifts of life that you have as forgiven children of God. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to be. So, all right, carry on and take us through uh, verse 35. Sure. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas rem- uh, remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord, with many others also. All right, so... We get this happy conclusion to the Jerusalem Council. Everything should be good. This should be, this should almost be the high point of Acts. And we could, right. we could end here with, and they lived happily ever after. If oh, only. wait, there's if more, only. there's more of Acts going on. Let, let, let's continue on. And so. after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaimed the word of the Lord and see how they are. Now, Barnabas, okay. oh. Just pause with that. Sure. So, so look, we've just had this wave of encouragement. Jerusalem has refreshed Antioch, and Paul says, "You know what? We should go and do this for all the other places where we've been. Right. This is really good. It, it's great when we dwell in unity. All right. Sounds like a good idea, right? Yeah. All right. But er, now Barnabas wanted to take with them John, called Mark." But Paul thought best not to take with them one who had uh, withdrawn from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. And there arose a sharp disagreement, so that they separated from each other. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed away to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, having been commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So what happens? They start fighting. 
And again, it's one where, yeah, let's take my cousin, Mark. He bailed on us last time. Let's not take him. Well, but, but, but Mark, we can take him along. He, He can... Yeah, he bailed on us. <laughs> but uh, I, do, do, do you see how this could be a very real... Well, of course, it's a real thing. But do you see how this could arise up? How this could happen? Absolutely. Yes, Ron, and I'm uh, all right. <laughs> He's so concerned for me. He, he, he heard about the fighting. I mean, if... if, if <laughs> oh, maybe the Gospel Bully podcast is going to break up. No, no. <laughs> so, but, but it, I, I love how you get this contra love i i don't love that this happened but but it is insightful how you have things are going well and then things go bad because that's just the way things happen and, and it's ironic that that paul wants to go and refresh people and the suggestion ends up leading to the rift between the great missionary tag team yeah and and, and this actually does come up later in some of the later letters where where, where you see that paul and mark have reconciled right and and, that, and that's one of the things that gets gets emphasized I can't remember which one, but one of the letters at the end, it, it, he emphasized that 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 Mark is here with him, and he's been really good at refreshing me. So yeah, sort of a like, good helper. Yeah, let, let, let me put that little caveat in for for the readers of Luke who are like <laughs> thinking, oh, so, all right. And in that place, there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. It happens. So so they split up, and, and Luke ends up following the story of of Paul more because uh-huh. that, that's what happens. So we, we don't get as much on, on what Barnabas and Mark do when they are in Cyprus, but we're going to be following along more with Paul again, as we go into chapter 16. So fair enough. If you would, what, how much time do we have left in the show? Oh, we got like seven minutes. We're like, Oh, good. let's dive into 16. All right. Yeah. We're good to go. Paul came also to Derb and to <sighs> Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. All right, I'm going to pause. So you get Timothy. Now, the the news, I've been told that my congregation is going to get a vicar. Ooh, exciting. All right. So, so, all right, all right. So, so, so basically... Paul and Silas pick up a vicar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, now, vicar, <laughs> s- since we're going through some Jewish communities, uh, guess what we're going to have happen to you? <laughs> see, see, now, now I, I won't feel bad about any of the things I do to my vicar over the course of the year because I figure nothing I do to him is going to be nearly as bad as what happened to Timothy. But this is something that comes up. They've already been through the Jerusalem Council. They've just gone over the fact that they shouldn't need to be circumcised. And yet, what what does Paul tell Timothy? Listen, we're going to a place where there's some highly Jewish people, and we ran afoul of the Jews last time, so let's get you snipped. Yeah. And and what does Timothy do? He goes along with it. Are, are, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I, 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 I'm that that I, I, I yeah, mixed. I, I come from a mixed marriage. I get how that's a sensitive, <laughs> sensitive issue. And <laughs> and okay, let's not make waves. Well, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get this done, and and hopefully that'll make things less troublesome. Yeah, yeah. So again, this is a matter of we're going to show love to the neighbor. How can we? How can we? How can we serve the neighbor even at cost? To ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great setup. 
Although, although when when the fellow gets told that that I'm his supervisor, we're gonna get a fall placement vicar. So we'll start basically start in December. Nice. And and, and I'm actually gonna go out to the seminary for for the placement. So I'll get oh. to meet him. And I'll, I'll just casually say, "Oh yeah, if you if you want to know what I'll be like, and you you can listen to the Gospel Boldly <laughs> podcast. And this will probably be the episode that's coming out right around there. So his eyes will get wide. Yeah. And, ah! Episode sixty six. <clears throat> Wait for it. Yeah, Watch I, for it. I, I was born in a Jewish hospital. I'll just say that. So, so I have certain expectations of what if you're going to accompany on my ministry, this is what I expect. All right. I'll just start calling you Tim. There you okay. go. Okay. Let's carry on. Okay. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. So they're going around. They're just kind of following the old track. They're getting everyone up to date on on what's been going on. So this is good. This should be going fine. And this is good. All right. We're, we're, we're taking the message, just doing what Paul figured he would be doing. I just want to backtrack to where I've been and, and take things to where I've been and just double check. It, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. No blazing new groundwork. Or so Paul thought. You know. Carry on. As they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia, and when they came, uh, when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So, passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. And then, wait a second. Mm -hmm. They keep getting hindered from going where they want to go. We, we get that the Holy Spirit doesn't let them do this. And we're not exactly sure the mechanics of it, but, but things are just going sideways. And they're recognizing that this is, this is not just normal into every life a little rain must fall, but this sure. is God intervening. They are seeing the handiwork of God in this. Right. The, the, the donkey is refusing to turn, but I don't have to beat the donkey and have him tell me that there's an angel going to chop off my head. <laughs> oh, no, I'm recognizing that, that God's at work in this somehow. And they're confused. They, they, uh, finally, they, they go to sleep and verse 9. And, a vision, nine appe- and uh, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. All right. Did you note the little shift of verb I there? I did. We have, we, all this time it's been Paul did this and, and, and Peter did this and third person this, third person that. We've all of a sudden encountered the first, well, first person. Yeah, we, 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 we did this. So, so apparently maybe, maybe Luke is the hindrance of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's me making a joke joke at Luke's expense. But so no, this is the point where suddenly Luke is starting to come along with stuff. So now he's also going to be more of an eyewitness to all this too. Yeah. So, but no, and suddenly it's okay. Go to Macedonia. Okay. Oh, Macedonia. Who wants to go to Macedonia? If I say Macedonia, what do you think of? Oof. Uh, my my uh, Near East history is not that great, but I know it's a place that was hotly contested a lot of times, which it's describes everything the, in that the region. It's warring, violent Greek hinterland. Yeah, there you it's, go. It's where Alexander the Great was from, but that was not the cultured part of Greece. It's sort of the, the yeah, they're, they're, they're the Greek, Hicks who fight well. Mm, mm. It's not the the great because 
Asia, Asia Minor, Turkey was the the sophisticated colonies. Okay. Greece itself was that that was the homeland, and then Macedonia was sort of the or the equivalent. It's like, oh, it it tended to be the poorer part, the the more violent part, the the less it it was the area that wasn't the greatest part to go. And yet, where are they going to go now? They're going to go to Macedonia. All right. We'll get more into Macedonia in the next episode of the Gospel Woolly Podcast, where hopefully Thomas will have a good gospel, uh, a good backward life question, well prepared in advance. And when I suggest a curveball, he'll say, no, 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 I've got something good for you. So we have to do this. <laughs> yes. I'm the producer of the show. You'll talk when I say you talk. All right. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Have a great week. Enjoy the forgiveness that Jesus Christ has won for you and the the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. Because you know what? You are forgiven by Christ. That's how you approach anything in your life. Have a good one, folks. Cyber fist bump.